Creativity alone just won't cut it. The C Word is a podcast about when creative meets business. You're in a place for designers who want a creative business in which they're valued. Great client relationships, work to be proud of, and the moolah to show for it. All with your sanity and creative mojo intact. Join me, Beck Hughes, your creative business cheer squad, for weekly chats to inspire and spur you into action. Let's challenge the BS, the shoulds, the fads and the FOMO and find what works for you. Today on The C Word, I am cozying up with the energetic firecracker, Beck Chapel. Beck is a marketing strategist who has spent over 15 years in the marketing space, Her goal is to remove the stress and overwhelm and demonstrate that marketing strategies don't need to be overcomplicated, over-budgeted or over-fluffy. They need some humanity and consistency. What I love about this episode is the alternative way of thinking about the time you put into your marketing. When you think of it as an energetic resource, one that has limits for most small business owners, it flips the narrative a bit. Beck and I chat about where people might be squandering too much of their marketing energy, the most effective ways to invest your marketing energy and switching your focus to the things that give rather than sap your energy resources. And what I love most about Beck is her realness. There's no pretense. She's an open book from the very moment you meet her. But don't be fooled by that playfulness. Beck has immense insight, experience and thoughtfulness when it comes to the world of results-driven marketing. She basically knows her shit. Prepare for giggles, truth bombs and things you will want to add to the top of your to-do list. Beck Chapel, welcome to the C Word podcast. I love our names. I think this is like, we're so, you know, connected already. Earlier in my career, someone had said to me, oh, I think it's weird that you refer to yourself as Beck. It's a bit unprofessional. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was, and it really has stuck with me, which I've actually never shared that with anyone. So there you go. This An is insight. the podcast of big personal reveals. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's almost like different identities, isn't it? My, the only person that's ever really called me Rebecca is my grandmother. Yeah. Mm. My mum and my brother, my twin brother call me Bex. Do you have a twin brother? I do. More revelations to come. Oh my God, this is hectic. Who even wants to talk about marketing at this point? (laughs) I was going to say, should we just talk about names here? 100%. Everybody wants to talk about marketing. And it's the first thing that everyone talks about because I work with a lot of other designers. That's Mm. why we're here. The C Word podcast is for creatives. And the first thing that comes up when I work with a new coaching client or anybody who ever messages me is a question around marketing. People always want to start with their marketing. Yep. So I know everyone's going to get excited about this podcast. And Beck has obviously got so much great stuff to share. And we're (laughs) going to go, we're going to go digging around. But first, as is tradition on the C Word podcast, before we can do that, we've got to put you in the hot seat. We've got to strap you tightly into the hot seat. I'm scared. I get nervous about this stuff. Like genuinely nervous. My palms are sweaty. (laughs) Yeah. I love a bit of like impromptu, no prep. I love it. Yeah. Because, of course, we want to get to know you. We want to know the ins and outs, the deeper, darker secrets of Beck. <laughs> I love this. Okay, hit me. Okay, nice, easy one to start off with. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer to be at home 
or to be away somewhere? Oh, away. Beach or rainforest? Beach. Easy. <laughs> Cup of tea or a glass of bubbles? Oh. Oh, shit. That's hard because it really does depend on the situation. But I would suggest cup of tea. Oh, my gosh. I am like tea drinker from way back. Yeah. It's just there's something like bubbles are great and it's celebratory awesome. But tea is comfort. Yeah. Mm. Tea is any time as well. Like, let's be yeah. honest. Bubbles yes. before a certain time probably Correct. doesn't really fly. I mean, you know, <laughs> unless you're on a wine tasting and then forget it. It's all, all gloves are off. <laughs> yeah. Heels or Uggs? Uggs. Go girl. Or barefoot in my case. <laughs> yeah, barefoot. 100%. <laughs> Fine dining or greasy spoon. Do you know what I mean when I say greasy spoon? That might be a bit of a pom. Like takeaway. Yeah, like a dodgy cafe. <laughs> oh, dodgy cafe. Ooh, dodgy cafe. Nice. Particularly on a hangover. <laughs> Coming back to the bubbles <laughs> at 9am. Yeah, but I've just had a cup of tea. What's my excuse? <laughs> yeah, true. A cup of tea and a greasy spoon. Okay, we might go a little bit profesh for a moment. LinkedIn or Instagram? Like for results or for what I prefer? For your preference, what are you drawn to? If you could only do one of those. Probably Insta, to be honest, which might surprise a lot of people, actually. <laughs> I couldn't preempt that one. I didn't know where you'd go with that one. Mm, yeah, it's. I, I mean, I talk about LinkedIn, obviously, a lot for results. But in terms of where I enjoy having fun, I'm because obviously I'm very extroverted. So Instagram's a great platform for me. Love it. Email marketing or networking event? Networking event. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, without hesitation. <laughs> love, I love networking. I'm highly extroverted. <laughs> oh, good for you. And finally, for a date night, mm. Ross Edgley or Mark Boris? Oh, shit. Um, You've got to oh. pick. I would 100% say Ross Edgley. Ross, can you start listening? I know you're in Australia. I've been trying to hit you up. I'm a great catch. (laughs) For the love of God. Mark Boris is also in Australia, but he's quite a lot older than me. Um, Very handsome older man, though. Very handsome, but uh, very successful. So is Ross. But yeah, Ross, any day. Okay. Oh, thank you for humoring me on that, Beck. I feel like we got to know you a little bit better, which is always nice. Love it. I loved doing that. <laughs> you were very decisive. I've got to hand it to you. Okay. So now to the serious stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. marketing, well, it is the fun stuff, isn't it? But I it is think also it's the fun the stuff. Yeah. I like to have fun with my marketing. I have a real value around fun because I think when you're not having fun with your marketing, it's not fun. <laughs> Like it goes to say, <laughs> I think that's the crux of it, isn't it? And I think yeah. that's where I see people struggling with it is when it starts to become a chore or they get really stuck on it and then they just don't know where to start, what to do. Yeah. And that's when the overwhelm hits, right? And I feel like overwhelm is probably like the word I've been using a lot in my own marketing lately, because it's what I see a lot of people going through and it's not fun to be in overwhelm. You don't flow from overwhelm. You don't create your best things from overwhelm. You get stuck and you, you know, you, the comparisonitis comes in and all of those things that we know are so like aligned to what business can be like, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. It, but those things creep in when we're overwhelmed or we don't know where to go. Obviously marketing is a big topic, but in your experience, where do you see a lot of people's marketing energy going? 
I think social media has just taken the crown of marketing. It's funny because when I was like in my career, and I know you say I look so young, (laughs) but I was like pre-social media marketing, right? And I feel like that's really, it's really helped me in my career, but also it really helps me now because I understand that, yes, social media is a very fundamental channel for a lot of people, but it's not your only channel. And if you're praying to God that all these leads and sales and, and, and complete marketing pipeline will come from just social media, you know, there's, there's a real disconnect there from actually having a solid strategy and foundation and even where, how to grow a business. But I see most people putting this like so much time and energy into social media. And they think that in order to get anywhere, especially if Instagram say their, their pick, all they see is these Instagram social media influencers, as I call them that, you know, they're social media marketers. They're not, they're not, strategic marketers and they see social media as their only channel because for them it is like they have had great success in that channel because they're selling the channel right and I think so much energy goes into this channel that to be completely honest there's only a certain type of business that can make really good money from having a huge Instagram presence like and there are people out there with massive Instagram followings that aren't necessarily converting them into dollars And so that's really where I see pretty much most clients that come to me, it's because they've been like, I've been doing all this stuff in social media and there's just no engagement and there's no money and I'm not paying my bills. And that's really sad and actually really scary, right? Like we need to be paying our bills. And I think that's the interesting thing with social media as a marketing channel is it can feel really good. It can feel like you're doing a lot. You spend a lot of time in there you're posting, you're sharing content. Well, I'm doing stuff. I'm doing something, but actually it might not be getting you the results as you say. Yeah, you're right. And I think for a lot of people, like I genuinely love my Instagram channel, like hence why it was easy for me to choose it. I love going to stories. I love giving people like having a bit of fun. I love being pretty controversial on there, to be honest. And I have a lot of fun promoting my podcast through there and doing all of these things. But I know that the reality is there is a certain type of my market that is in that channel. Um, but I'm reposting a lot of stuff. Like my energy that goes into Instagram is actually pretty minimal, which most people say to me, they're like, but you're always there. I'm like, I'm there smartly. I'm not there. I'm not there at eight o'clock at night. Let me tell you, like, I'm not there during the day. I'm not, it's, it's a distraction for me when I choose to show up and when I choose to take the 10 minutes out of my day to be there. But I'm very, very highly aware of the dangers of social media in terms of the distraction and the fact that it is a really great procrastination tool. And it's a really great way to make ourselves feel like shit. Let's be completely honest. It's a really great way. Like, you know, people that say to me, oh, you're always there. You're always doing stuff. You, It's so good. Sometimes I ho- a lot of the time it comes from a place of I love what you do, but I get really scared for some people that it comes from a place of how do you do it? Teach me your tricks. And it's like, I will 100% teach you my tricks. It is that I'm very, like, I set really strong boundaries around this because you can spend hours there and it's not converting into dollars. And then before you know it, you think your business sucks. You look at someone else that's like also really active on Insta and getting heaps of engagement. And, but you don't know the figures behind their business. You don't know that they're, you know, everyone can say they're a six figure business if they've earned 100K over 10 years. Yeah, 100%. It doesn't mean that it's a reality. And I think being really 
just being really cautious of that whenever you dive into any marketing channel. Like at the end of the day, if you have a business, you're in the business of sales and your marketing needs to be driving sales. And I hear so much at the moment, more than I've heard ever really, but quite recently, people talking about burnout with social media. Mm. If people who are quite regular on social media, just saying, I just need to step away from it. I just need to take Instagram off my phone for a little bit. Or, you know, it feels like it's something that's become really commonplace where I didn't hear about that as much two or three years ago. You know, there's whole rehab centers just for the internet now. No one's talking about this. You, Because I think the other thing is, and I'm on a real, I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately about the danger of social media. You got to remember that they're a business too. They're, they're, every time you sit scrolling on your phone for 30 minutes, they've made a shit ton of money out of you. I think that we forget that. Well, like, this is a free channel for us to reach our people. 100% it is. 1000%. When we used to talk about marketing back in the day, you had to have big budgets. You were paying for newspaper advertising. You were potentially doing letterbox drops. You might have a billboard. I would love a billboard with my face on the M2. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, you know, like. I think you would. <laughs> I would, totally. I'd be like, call back for your marketing. Um, marketers had a real struggle. We had to convince business owners about ROI and we had to put in place budgets and we had to do all of these things to get budget over the line to market at all, right? A small business back in the day, it was literally who would show up to your store, right? And that's not that long ago. Social media marketing blew up probably around about 2008, 2009 is when I started like implementing it in the business that I was in. Then really 2010 onwards, we're like launching Instagram and all of these things. It blew up and it blew up because it was a free way to reach people. And then if you paid a little bit, you got in front of your exact target market. We had never seen marketing with this capability before, obviously, except Google and and search engine too. But for small budgets, the absolute like the ability to reach your exact target market was unreal. It was like marketers everywhere were like, this is phenomenal. And we can see in real time how how our things are doing. So if they're not doing well, we can pivot, we can turn it off, we can add more budget, we can change the product. Like the ability to adapt to to the reporting was phenomenal. And marketers were going bonkers. And then before you knew it, people without that that business sense behind marketing were suddenly marketers. Yeah. <laughs> so we forgot to look at the reporting and we forgot to be really, really careful and and set those barriers around, well, what does it need to look like? And instead, you know, business owners pop up and they're like, I know exactly how to reach my target market because I've done the course on this. I've, I've done that, you know, $400 course that so-and-so told me to do, to do reels because if I do 10 reels a week, I'm going to get 100,000 followers and it's going to make me a seven-figure business. It's just not how it works. Yeah. And, you know, I think I, I've gone on this real mission of listening to actual podcasts about the psychological impact of social media on children, on us, and how, you know, our attention spans have never been shorter. Ethically, <laughs> you kind of got to ask a few questions. And I know that's really deep. Like I get that's really deep and like it's it's more than just marketing. And you and I chatted about this offline weeks ago. It was like, it's it's not about adding to the noise. It's about adding value to our customers. It's about, we have this free channel. So it's not about how we can just hammer that channel constantly and be there every three seconds. It's actually about how do we show up in a channel in a way that's useful 
for our clients. That's exactly what doing social media well looks like. It looks like adding useful content to people's feed that is going to make them stop scrolling and is going to make them rethink something, a problem that they're having in their their world. I read a quote this morning when I was aimlessly scrolling in bed next to my dog. Um, (laughs) You got stuck in the algorithm. I got stuck in the algorithm. I mean, it happens to all of us, right? But I read this quote that was like, um, the best marketing doesn't feel like marketing. Mm. And it's true, right? The best marketing doesn't feel like marketing. You've brought up two central things, really. As you say, social media has opened up so many opportunities in marketing, but it's also responsible for the idea that now it's just about pumping out content. So there's just more this volume over value happening with social media that is a bit of a comfort blanket. Yeah. But also I think it's meant that people have forgotten other marketing channels completely. They've lost the skills. So when you instigate a conversation around marketing or around content, and I do that with my clients often, right? Let's talk about content. Immediately, when I bring up either of those two words, we go to, oh yeah, I really need to be posting more on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> It's the immediate response. Yeah, it is. And it's ridiculous. (laughs) Exactly. So social media has been the death to all of the other marketing stuff that's available to us. I'll never forget. I went to this um, digital versus traditional panel back when digital was starting to rise, right? Like literally I am this old, okay? (laughs) But I was on this in this panel and listening to these guys argue about like what's the way of the future and obviously the traditional marketers bless their cotton socks because they were fighting hard the digital guys would be like but where's your real-time data I was very on the fence actually when I went to this thing and I still was on the fence when I left because I was like there will always be a means for traditional marketing there will always be a means for that part of marketing that everyone doesn't realize is actually marketing which is networking and personally I think networking and word of mouth is the most powerful element of marketing that still exists there is nothing that can beat human connection. It's absolutely unbeatable. And the reason is because as humans, we crave connection. And straight away, I was like networking when you asked me that question, right? Because ever since in-person events are back, like for me, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to that. These poor traditional channels of marketing just get forgotten. And people think that the reason my business is failing is because I'm not showing up on Instagram correctly or my LinkedIn profile isn't perfect. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not why your business is failing. Your business is failing because you're not having the conversations that actually count. Like that's where the, that's where the ball's dropping. You don't have a CRM that's telling you which conversations to be having that has really useful data in it. That's driving your decision-making over and above how many people engaged on your damn poll on your Insta story, whether Ross Edgley or bloody Mark Boris is hotter. Like... (laughs) You would know having a podcast, right? I find huge engagement through podcast. Like I get a lot of my listeners message me. I get a lot of people just engage with me on this channel. And the reason is because they really get a feel for you when like you're chatting with them, you know, like, and I don't know, you probably find the same thing, but you're chatting with them in their ears potentially when they're on the train or when they're doing their shopping or at the gym or like I personally listen to podcasts when I go for long runs. So for me, I feel like these people are intimately with me at points in my life. Whereas when I'm scrolling on Insta, I don't get that from that. I just see an image and I feel like I don't like, does that person even really look like that in real life? <laughs> yeah. You don't know. Well, probably not because they had a photo shoot where they were really dolled up. I it's look so amazing true. in my photo shoots. <laughs> You look amazing now, actually, Beth. Oh, um, but look, it's so true. I have people just through probably my Instagram stories and the podcast will say, 
let's say we get on a discovery call and they're like, I feel like I already know you mm, because yeah. there is that human element, particularly to, to hearing someone's voice and yeah. to, you know, seeing someone, I think there's a really big part of it. And that's the thing very often on social media where it's not enough to just be posting carousels and tiles. Yeah. It's a cliche, but how are you being the human behind that? Yeah. People do buy from humans. Like, and it is a total cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason, yeah. right? You're right. Like people want to know you. They want to know. Because what makes you different in your business? It's you. Yeah. But I think as well, your audience want to feel seen. And for me, I think that's a really important part of marketing. And it's where a lot of marketing is guilty, not just social. We won't just put it on social, (laughs) but it can be a bit of a one-way street. Mm. And Instagram has become very much that. It's pushing out content, pushing out content. Yeah. And there's no real invitation back. Oh, you know, people say, well, I respond to all my comments. You know, do you respond with just an emoji or, oh, thanks for that? Or are you making genuine conversations and connections? People who bother to look at or engage with my stories. I really want to know who they are. And I want to know, you know, what they're doing and why they're interested and what's on their mind. I often instigate conversations with those people because A, I like that connection. But B, I think it's really important to people to feel seen and validated. That's when people get the most sense of connection and they feel the most engaged when they don't feel like they're at the bottom end of, of a funnel yeah. having stuff pushed down their throat and yeah. that's a really gross image nah and like this is why to be honest I understand why people put those auto messages back on people but at the same time it instantly murders any chance you had of connection with that person well it does until you send that next message right? Because if that next message is very clearly you and not a VA that you've paid, you make people feel seen. I met this friend who I met at a business chicks conference and she was actually a speaker, but I'd met her days beforehand. And I remembered her straight away and I went up and I said, it's you. Like you minded my stuff at sunset at Freysonate. She actually said to me in the airport, because I ran into her on the way to Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. And she goes, you know, while I always remember you, Beck, you always made me feel seen. And I was like, I had no concept of this making people feel seen. I I don't even realize I do it. You can make people feel seen on social media too. And I think that's how you build a greater following. Because at the end of the day, everyone that has a business profile on Insta, we get it. You want to make business. Like no one's, like we don't need to hide this fact. <laughs> like at the end of the day, you have a product and a service. You can sing that from the rooftops. That's okay. You You got to find a way to obviously draw those right people in that you can help. And people are going to want to work with you when they want to work with you. You can definitely convert people easier if you make them feel seen and and make them feel like you can genuinely help them um, and they're going to enjoy working with you. Yeah, and that's absolutely right. It comes back to the human to human, doesn't it? But that for me is the opportunity with social, actually. You know, we've talked about some of the downsides of it, but or not just social, but I think digital marketing as a whole, if you take something Mm -hmm. like email marketing as well, the real benefit of those platforms is that you can make someone feel very seen where maybe you can't with some traditional marketing channels, Yeah, but it's the opportunity that is so often missed. Yeah, because it is, you're right. It's a two-way street. Yeah. Like, and that's the difference between, I guess, digital and traditional. And that's where, yeah, sure. We can say also digital that we get fantastic reporting in real time and we can blah, blah, blah. We can pivot, we can change, we can do whatever. But the the thing with traditional is it's a one-way street. You're putting, you're throwing stuff out there and you're like, hey, notice me, notice me, notice me, notice me because I'm the best. Whereas in digital, you're like, 
hey, I've noticed you, noticed you got a bit of a problem. This is how I kind of solve that and open that conversation for you to, you know, come back at me and say, yes, I agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. And have, I have, my TMs are like fire sometimes. It's like, Beck, totally disagree with what you posted today. I'm like, cool. Talk to me about it. <laughs> I <dare you. laughs> like, I love it. I love it. No, because I think it's a really healthy discussion to be yeah. having too, right? Like it is good when people disagree with you, they're going to end up working with you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's the signs that get missed. This is so interesting for me. Because when people are making little comments, looking at your stories, very often what they're doing is they're just poking their head above the parapet. And mm. they're saying, even if they're just sending you a DM to go, oh, I'm sure what you said, if I agree with that. I think if you think about that in a human context, what they're really doing is going, I want to connect with you. I want to have a conversation with you. I want you to see me beyond me just being one of your other followers who's liking and, you know, making the occasional comment. People are craving to be noticed. People are craving yeah. that personal acknowledgement because everyone says, oh, you know, you've got to understand your customer and you've got to put content out there that answers their problem and their question. But that still hovers at a very generic or a very oh, yeah. everyman level. Yeah, that's half of the battle. Yeah. It's only when you get a bit deeper and you actually engage in that personal way but people feel they can't because that's not sustainable and that's not scalable. You know, I should be able to reach my mass market and convert them yeah. with it without ever having to connect with them on a one-to-one level. Complete misconception about what digital mm. marketing should be. Yeah. And the word scalable for me is very triggering. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think they need to be scalable in year one, year two, year three. No, my friends, you are not going to, you don't need to even worry about scaling until you got your shit sorted. Like me, you might realize that the one-on-one is all you ever want to do. And like, also you don't have to be scalable. <laughs> it's yeah. not like, it's not everyone's dream. It's not everyone's dream to build an eight-figure business that they don't have to work in and they don't have to know any of their customers. Some of us want to know our customers quite intimately, right? And that's okay. I heard someone recently talking about stop telling service providers not to trade time for money. That's what we're selling and there's no shame in that. Yes, you have to sell it in a way that is going to be profitable and sustainable for you isn't going to burn you out Mm. and it's going to help you reach your financial goals. But Ultimately, that's what we're doing as service providers. We are trading time for money and that's not a shameful thing, but it links into this rhetoric that's out there about being scalable. One thing you mentioned earlier on, Beck, which I was interested in, was the idea of your energy and where your energy goes in your marketing. We started this conversation with a lot of our energy goes into social media, Mm. but sometimes that energy doesn't get the return that we probably think or hope that it will get so if we thought about marketing as some energy that we've got to expend yeah what might be a good way for people to spread that energy yeah I think firstly I'd say planning when you do things to to put in place a plan of how you're going to spend your time where you're going to put your energy where you're going to put your focus where your customer is the messages that you want to send the messages you want to put out there based on the product that you are selling like let's go back to the four p's of everything here. Like, let's just bring it back to basics. Like just go back to basics. And when you put in place that plan, you know, then straight away, if something's working, I had a conversation again yesterday. I had a lot of conversations yesterday, it seems talking about this, like a planning day. And I was like, Oh, there's something that never hits the mark for me. And my friend was like, it's because there's never the how there's only the what. And it's like, Oh, I want to have a 60 K month. It's like, 
okay, you want to have that. We can't just put that on your wall and pray to God that because you put it there, you're going to manifest it. You can set goals, but if you don't have actionable points of how you're going to reach that goal and you're just hoping that it sort of happens because you put it on your vision board, it's unrealistic. And that's what's missing for you. (laughs) And I think not everyone loves the detail of the action and the how. We all know how to make stuff happen. It doesn't mean we have to be the people doing it. But you certainly have to be the person putting in place, like, well, what is it that I want to achieve and how am I actually realistically going to get there? And is it even realistic? There has to be an element to your marketing that is that networking, that is that reach out, that is really like what we consider traditionally sales. But actually, especially if it's you, yourself and you, and you don't have a big sales team, well, you are the sales team. And sales and marketing should be best friends. They're not often, but I'm in the huge belief that they should. And I like to work with companies to make them BFFs because at the end of the day, everything that marketing does is to essentially help your sales team. It's to give you pipeline. It's to give them funnel. It's to give them quality leads, not just leads, quality leads, really important. I would suggest that, you know, for for every single, the thing about social media and just bring it back there, it's social media. A lot of people get the media part right, not the social part. So, oh, so true. Like, let's focus on the social side and take that off social media too. Because, you know, the reality is Instagram could shut down tomorrow and you lose not maybe 90% of your business or you lose what you think is 90% of your business. You still have that business and you should because those people should be in a lovely CRM somewhere. Doesn't mean you have to pay for it. I'm all for like setting yourself up as free as possible until you have money to like you know, invest in systems and processes, but you still need to have systems and processes. They're an important part of marketing and business. Um, But yeah, I would suggest that if you're spreading your energy, it's you start with your little energy sprinkle. (laughs) Your first sip of energy is in your planning. Your second sip of energy might be in some content creation, other across social media, you know, getting yourself on some podcasts, doing some PR or media if that's relevant for you. Um, You know, your email marketing, your reach out, your connection with people, your networking, and then a billboard. No, <laughs> Terrible advice. Um, but you know, don't like, drop 20 grand on a billboard on the M2. 100%. Can you imagine? With social media, remember people aren't seeing everything you post. And with any of your content, you should be bored of it before your audience is. I always say with my clients, what are your products? Because at the end of the day, all your messaging can come back to that. Like, What is it that you're actually, or your service, obviously for most of us, it's service. Like what is your service? And if you're not really, really clear on what they are, you can't go into market anyway, because you don't know what you're selling. It's so 101, but it's so something that I think people skip over because they're like, I'm just going to show up and be myself. I'm going to show up. And it's like, okay, yeah. why? So just touching on the marketing plan in inverted Mm. commas, what for you are the key baseline things that should be part of that process? Because when someone says, you know, do your plan, do your strategy, yeah. I picture this like long word document with lots of <laughs> headings <laughs> and it got me sort of feeling like I might write something and not come back to it. Oh, I love this question. Okay. Your marketing plan slash strategy slash whatever you want to call it is your living, breathing document of your business, right? Like it it lives alongside your business document, which should constantly be being updated. Put it somewhere pretty, make it pretty, put it in Canva. Mine's in Canva. 
and it's got all my goals that I want to reach for the next 12 months. I generally don't plan out from 12 months. I'm, I've got a, it's funny that I love planning, but I also have the complete understanding that plans never go to plan, right? So like we need flexibility. And in that plan, there's a few key things. There's firstly, what am I selling? What's my service? product if you've got one I've got a random product now that I didn't even mean to start selling but it's there um (laughs) good thing for me um so what is your service what is your product first thing that like hands down if you cannot tell me so clearly how I can work with you you need to go back to the drawing board I want to know in like three words how I'm working with you and if it's more than that you're too complicated and you are genuinely unviable People, what do you mean when you say how I is that how, as in what I can buy from you, or physically, how do I get in touch with you in order to work with you? What do you mean by that? Like, how I can buy from you? Like, so, so if I want your services, what is what is that? So, like, for example, for me, it's like cool 90 minute session, full strategy session, or like done with you. So, I'll sit with you and help you. Yeah, yes. So, like, straight away, people know exactly, like. Three words or less, how to work with me, right? Three options, simple rules of three in marketing. Please don't have more than three. (laughs) Um, People's brains are really, we're really simple. Like we're very complex, but we're very simple. We like simplicity. Um, So yeah, how, like literally product suite. Then I want you to really think about, okay, who, who is buying this stuff? Um, You know that it's stuff that people need. You 100% have proof that it's needed. You've, you've done your research the second thing is like, who is buying it? Okay. And like, yeah, profile them. You don't have to give them a name. You know, like I know a lot of people like to, to say Susie's my client avatar. and yeah, like I, I don't really care about avatars to be honest. Just tell me where they're hanging out and not even necessarily where they're hanging out, where they're making buying decisions. Where do you capture them when they're like, I'm at the point of despair. It's 3am in the morning. I need your help. Where are they? And what do they need to hear from me? And also, how do I make it clear to them that I'm not just here as their buddy, they actually can pay for me? <laughs> because yeah. that's, that's important too, right? Then from that, it's your message. What are your key messages? I Like 12 pillars, forget it. What are your few key pillars? What are the few thing, things? And this comes back to your product and service. Like once you have a proposal and you know how you package that up, you're already having that, how you're helping these people. So your messages come back to that. It's like, it's actually quite simple. It's, this is not complicated stuff. And then after that, it's like, it's okay, the execution stuff. So you've got, you know, you've got your products, you've got your people, you've got your channels, you've got your mess. Sorry, channels was the one I hadn't talked about. You've got your messages, your channels. So once again, that's where they hang out. So that comes into like who it is that you're targeting, which channels are you choosing and your consistency because, and this is the execution side of it, right? So how often realistically can you create content? Are you repurposing content? What does that content look like? Do you have a podcast? Do you have a LinkedIn that you know is good? Then it's like, okay, well, what's what's the other side of it as well? Like what's your reach out? What are the other activities that you're doing in your business that are technically marketing that we forget are marketing that you're doing in order to grow pipeline, in order to grow interest in you, to develop your brand, What are those things that you're doing over and above? Like showing up on podcasts, like showing up on Instagram live. If all your people are on Insta and you're sure of it, you're hundred percent, well, you got to play with Instagram's features, right? But if it's LinkedIn, 
What are the LinkedIn features? Where are you showing up? How are you adding value? So that's really what I say is in a plan. I literally use a Google Doc sheet and I plan from that every And it doesn't have to be fancy. And that's the point, isn't it? It doesn't have to be fancy. fancy. I literally sell mine now because people are like, that's genius. And I'm like, cool, buy it off me. I know. And we're going to put the link to that in the show notes. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm- will be gold. Yeah, because the other thing I want to say is not everything has to be a freebie to you guys. If you put time and energy and IP into that, you know what? Sell it. Guys would. (laughs) Because if people don't want to invest 20 or 30 or $40 in something, then they don't value the outcome either. Correct. Yeah. Do you know what? One of my favorite things that I came across recently was, this does circle back to what you were saying, but it's going to sound random, is I don't know if it's an urban myth or if it's an actual quote from Picasso, but he said something like, if you don't start drawing, you won't know what you're going to draw. And basically what he's saying is, if you're always kind of cooking it in your head and you're always essentially overthinking it or trying to have it all thought out and all the detail there and all the intricacy sorted before you put pen to paper or before you start marketing, then you will probably never create anything. You will never do anything. Mm. And I think what you've described there in the marketing plan, I'm like, yeah, you could do that <laughs> because it's it's just keeping it simple and starting. And once you start writing some stuff down, okay, what is my message? Let's start with two or three messages and just start talking about those. And talk about them in 10 different ways. Exactly. But that might grow and you might go, oh, that leads to another message. But if you feel like you've got to sit there and write the 2000 word missive before you can start, then you will probably never start. You're just living in your head too much. Yeah. And I love that because it's like, it's not complicated, people. Do not be perfect. Do not aim for perfect. Perfect is boring. It's so boring. No one needs to be perfect. Have a go. Have a crack. That document doesn't sit on a shelf. Stick it on your wall. I have my, I have two pages from my plans stuck on my, my wall so that whenever I'm creating content, I'll look at it and I'm like, that, that, that. If it's not that North Star, stop, shut up about it, Beck. If it's not that North Star, <laughs> shut up about it. And occasionally then I talk about dating on my stories, but people just love that shit. Because that's in your marketing plan. <laughs> 100%. Quite <laughs> a husband. <laughs> Life plan, marketing plan, same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. You know, just set half an hour aside once a month to go, I'm going to go back and look at my plan. Where am I at? Is there something yeah. I could add to it? Is there something I'd want to change? Something yeah. that's working, not working? Well, you should be doing that because that's how you do your reporting, folks. Oh my gosh, Beck, there is so much. I feel like I'm going to have to go and write some really good show notes on this because there are so many good things to pull out. Before we wrap it up is there anything else on the topic of marketing that's important to you because I know you talk about so many important and interesting and useful things and you like the occasional rant (laughs) I do love a rant (laughs) (laughs) is there any just parting comment that you'd like to share it is your business it's not about what's happening to the left and right of you it is your business you can do it the way that you want it is okay if you're following anyone on Instagram or you're following anyone in the social world that really it gets you worked up and you feel that like with that worked up sense, like, shit, I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough. I'm and, and triggers anything in you. Just get rid of them for the love of God. Even if it's me, <laughs> get rid of me. Like <laughs> literally like don't, don't buy in to any bullshit except for what your numbers are telling you. And that I promise you will help you get in flow and help you get to that place that I I know I mentioned before that being really stable and, and sure of who you are, what it is that you do and what it is that you want to achieve in your business. It's your business. 
looking heck feck. That should be a new brand. You can have that. <laughs> I'm stealing it. <laughs> yes. Yes and yes to that because, oh, isn't that, that's literally the death knoll when it comes to marketing. As soon as you start worrying about what someone else is doing, you're not enough. Is my message too controversial? Is someone going to disagree with me? You get stuck in essentially what other people think. And we all do that. And I do mm. it. So it's that's not a judgment. It's just a fact. Yeah. But when you allow that to take over, that's when everything stops. Yeah. And you won't be in flow. So just yeah. get yourself back in flow, people. Thank you so much, Beck. Honestly, we could probably talk for about another four hours, but we mm. won't. I mean, I always can. It's <laughs> problematic, actually. <laughs> But that was amazing. I'm going to share the details for your marketing plan because I just know that will be fabulous. And I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that you let me have a few rants and a ramble and let me go on my tangent. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at beckhughesbranding. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Penguin Music on Pixabay.